My name is Jeremy Sturm, and this is Unequipped. Today we dive into the topic of cell phone usage, how it's ruined marriages, relationships, interpersonal connections, and just overall giving us a sense of feeling like we're inept at so many things. Social media in general has ruined a lot of marriages because people have this access to see things that they couldn't see all the time now. This feeling of wanting to know everything, but also not interpersonally connecting with many people at all in real life. I find the more specifically that I get involved with people via social media, the less I'm involved with the people that are actually in my life on a daily basis, which really hurts my family because it's my kids and my wife. And truly, it's just a new territory. So today we'll discuss that with two, possibly three guests, what they went through, how they fixed it, how they didn't fix it, and what they learned in the process. This is Unequipped. Hey, what's up, Ludovic? Good, how are you? I am good, I am good. So let's uh, let's start this off by you kind of introducing who you are. Uh, I did get a little bit of time to look at your website, the Good Life Manifesto. Okay. And uh, why don't you just go ahead and talk about what it is you do? Sure. Um, so before I set up the Good Life Manifesto, just to give a bit of background, I was in the sales um, industry, specifically in the financial world. And two years ago, I dropped practically everything and I started traveling full time. Um, that left me a lot of time to think, you know, about the important things in life. And a little bit over a year ago, I founded the Good Life Manifesto. The idea is to help people find what will make them happy, since for each person it's different, and to then help them achieve that. That's good. That's good, man. I know uh, for a lot of people, you know, you said it's it's different, the, the thing that makes them happy. I know specifically for me, um, acts of... Uh, of service are, are something that I'm big into. I like to, to, to serve and help other people. Awesome. So that's, that's one for me. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to, to run something across you here. So when I was sure. reading on your website, there was one thing I came across that said you were a, a sheep. Was it a sheep herder? <laughs> uh, could be, could be. So, so this is in no way trying to, to, to put you out there or anything, but I figured we should start this lighthearted. So I actually, I actually Googled what a sheep herder means. <laughs> okay. I have so, no idea, by the way, what you found, but I already feel this is going to be funny. Go for it. It, it is. It's hilarious. So it, it says people typically think of sheep as followers, but there is a leader in the flock. One sheep is typically <laughs> called the bellwether. A word formed in combination of Middle English words meaning bell and weather that refers to a male sheep that's been castrated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ladies, I am single. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So... Um, uh-huh. So to get into it, uh, what we were talking about today is actually uh, cell phone usage yeah. and its effect that it's had on like your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go ahead and start with like a, a simple question. You can run as long as you want on this. Uh, sure. So 
what was the the general uh, effect that your phone had either for you in a relationship or with the person you were dating in a relationship? Well, I'm not very connected to my phone. Um, I tend to, you know, use it as a tool, um, but not more than that. Even when we were scheduling this, if you remember, I specifically said that at a specific time, I turned my phone off, right? Every single yeah. day. Uh, and that to me is because I want to use the phone really as a tool and not more than that. And that comes after uh, I used to be in a relationship with a girl who slept with her phone on. Um, it was horrible. I, I, you know, it's I, I get it. At the time, she didn't have much money. You know, so she said, if a call comes in, I want to answer because I'm not going to call them back. And uh, with all due respect, that's fine. But I like to sleep, you know. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, who doesn't like to sleep? Right? I mean, it's kind of basic. Um, and, and for me, I mean, even if, if people are on their phone all the time, I mean, there should be limits. Uh, so after that relationship, you know, I, I really put into question uh, the usage of phones in general. Now, me, I am connected to my phone all the time during the day because I use it for work and I don't have an office. I travel full time. So anything that comes in will come in through my phone. Uh, and there's, I, I'm not going to say there's nothing I can do about it because everything is a choice in life, but I, I, you know, I do like the work that I do and I do want to do it well. However, because I am full time, you know, connected to the phone, unless a notification comes in, I tend not to look at it. Like that, it gives me the rest of the day to do everything else that's important to me in my life. And in the evening, I have a cutoff time. That cutoff time is, I mean, okay, can be a little bit flexible, but there's no question. I just turn it off. Nothing will happen. I don't do brain surgery. I'm not on call. And, <laughs> no, you know, no one's going to die uh, if my phone is off. And if someone did die, then me knowing about it in the middle of the night is not going to help anyway. Yep, but people do treat it like that. And it, it's so funny that, um, you know, you say you shut it off at a certain time. There's so many studies out there that say that, uh, you know, you should turn your screen off at a certain time mm -hmm. each night, even, even if it's your TV, just because uh, you essentially ruin your sleep if you're, you're on screens too late into the night. Absolutely. Um, and from there, so what it used to be was that I, you know, used to turn my phone on silent. So like that, at least I wouldn't be looking at it because I had to do it in steps. You know, I couldn't do it overnight. Uh, so I would put my phone on silent and then maybe, you know, I'd watch a TV show or something. Um, but that was the most that it ever got. And little by little, I said, well, this is stupid. I mean, I like reading books, for example. So let me read a book instead, right? Instead of watching a TV show. And it was so much nicer. It was so much calmer. It was so much more peaceful. Uh, from there, it was an easy step to, you know what, let me just turn my phone off. And that's it. Yeah, it, it's, it's easy to get caught up in these things, too. Um, I, I find that the more I'm on my phone, the less productive I am with everything. And I, I do mean everything. I, I have four kids. Wow. I get up every day at 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. and I, I go to the gym. And I work out for an hour before I go to work because I'm lucky enough to have a job that has uh, a gym in my job. Nice. So I can work out before I go to work. And then, you know, all day long I'm running until about about 10 p.m., oh, mm -hmm. about 9 p.m. And I, I typically watch about an hour of TV. And then, you know, it's time to shut down for the night. 
I get about six hours of sleep, which they say is what a, a CEO gets. I wish I was a CEO, but I'm not. <laughs> ah, there's a lot of stress involved. <laughs> yeah. So um, in that relationship that you had with the, the girl who was on her phone all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I already kind of answered, you kind of already answered the question, but the second question was going to be, so who noticed that it was a problem first? I'm going to go with you. <laughs> oh, totally. Just in case, go ahead. <laughs> no, it was absolutely me. Uh, you know, again, I, I need my sleep. I like my sleep. It's important for me. Um, so I, I was the one who at some point said, look, it's either the phone or me. Um she, she, I'll say she was nice enough, you know, to say, okay, fine, I'll put it on silence, you know. Um, I had to pay the phone bill, though, in that case. And to me, I mean, it, it was non-negotiable. I, I can't, the idea of being woken up in the middle of the night, you know, because of a text message coming in is plain stupid. I mean, again, there is no reason. I'm not a brain surgeon. No one's going to die. And I'll tell you even more than that. Like, it's not related to the question. It's beyond the question. But I go camping a lot. I love camping. And if you read up a little bit about me, you know that I have a flock of birds, which you heard in the beginning of the call in the background. Um, I was going to ask what yeah. kind of birds they were. I could hear them. Uh, one cockatiel, that's one that you heard, and two pigeons. Um, and the thing is, whenever we go camping, you know, and I receive a notification, so I look at my screen, the cockatiel, who's an absolute narcissist, comes and runs over to the screen, you know, to look at itself. And in the beginning, I always used to say, but there's nature out here. I mean, look at the nature, you know, look at the trees, the birds outside. And then I realized, wait, I'm telling my bird this, but I myself am looking at the phone. Yeah. So for me, it was a great reminder. Uh, whenever, you know, I, I see her run over to the phone, I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, let me put the phone aside, you know, because again, it's dumb. I was like, so we, we can't just step uh, past these birds. Yeah, go for it. What, what, are, what are your birds' names? Is one of them Tweety? No, no, no. So there's Lola, uh, who's actually a male, but I didn't know that in the beginning. Uh, that's the cockatiel. And then the two pigeons, which are female, are Lucy, because she resembled a little diamond when she was a baby, and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds from the Beatles. And Piggy, because for the first few weeks, her neck was always dirty from food, impossible to keep it clean. I'm, I'm going to be honest, that went way deeper than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Lucy in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> I was going to also uh, try to, I guess, end out on this. Mm-hmm. So technology, like we talked about earlier, it's been good for, for a lot of things. Yes. And I just wanted to kind of say that in, in the, the last couple of years, I'm sure you've seen what's going on in America. Mm-hmm. Everybody has. So we have this, this ability to get online and completely destroy people that in everyday life we would be normal and civil with. So I guess I just wanted to end on the point that we should all try to be kind to each other, even if it's online, because in real life, nobody treats people the way people treat each other online. And it just seems completely illogical to have this space that's open and free and you can connect with people all over the world or anywhere. And then to use that space to only bicker. I completely agree with you. Uh, You can see lives destroyed, you know, over something that they may have said stupidly a decade ago. And it doesn't make sense. You know, Uh, people make mistakes. Uh, People change. We need to learn to move on. Yeah, or even even the you know 20, 20 25 years ago, they'll they'll bring up stuff that that's that old. I don't know if you watched the the Dave Chappelle special and your few uh, 
amount of TV time that you give yourself. No, I didn't. Yeah. But uh, when when Dave Chappelle was talking about uh, when oh wait yes that infamous yes 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 it was when glorious. the comedian died in his infamous masturbation accident. Uh, no, that I did not see. Wait, what? I saw <laughs> he was talking one. about what was his name? Um, Louis C.K. Okay, Louis C.K. Uh, he he he's a comedian and oh yeah he, yeah yeah. He got into hot water because he was essentially exposing himself yep. in front of women. Yep, yep. So he, he said that he died in that horrible accident. Like he, you know, he essentially killed himself by by getting caught for doing this thing that happened 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But yeah, they uh that that is the way the cancel culture works. But it, it works both ways too, you know. There's there's trolls on both sides. Oh no, I, 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 it's not about taking sides on this one. It's just about the fact that it's completely stupid. I don't care which side it's even if it's being done against someone that I think is completely, but completely out of their mind, okay, or evil or whatnot. And there are a few people that I would consider that bad, but, you know, there are a few that I would gladly just, you know, mute uh, <laughs> from the world in general. Not kill, mute from the world. Um, you know, I mean, there needs to be, these are people, these are people with lives, with people that they love, with people that love them. And there are better ways there really are better ways and i say this you know even uh, i know that for example uh, i used to work in uh, tenerife in uh, timeshare and i remember this guy was telling me uh, i had just come back from israel he's like oh so uh, where are you from i said france he's like where did you just come from i said israel he's like what's the connection between both i said well i'm french i'm jewish he said poor kid everybody hates you <laughs> but the thing is it's very true uh, you know, I feel it online. I definitely feel it. And even with that, I say, I don't think those people should be just canceled and their lives ruined. It's, it's wrong. It really is wrong. Yeah. Uh, people, people now have a, a huge platform to say the, the meanest and vile things. But uh, let's just start by saying, I don't hate you. Uh, you said you're Jewish, but non-practicing. I'm actually... Christian, and I don't know how much you know with the Christian religion. We get a we get a bad rap at times, but oh. uh, the Christian people do love the Jewish people. Oh no, so I know. Oh, hold on. There's that. My dad's Catholic. <laughs> Let's start with that. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I definitely, I mean, you know, you can find hate on all sides, from all sides, from everyone to everyone, ultimately. But ultimately, you know, if it's a religion based on love, okay? Um, yeah. Christianity may have done in the past, you know, some wrong things also but again it happened in the past we can move on you know I again it's a religion based on love and that's what i prefer to focus on how unprogressive of you <laughs> oh if only you knew <laughs> to, to, to judge people by their present and not their past that is awful right <laughs> um but it's one of the things if we talk about it just uh, and I know, you know, you said we can end on this, but the idea that, as you said, it's a huge tool and people use it to hate and to cancel instead of using it to promote good and to love. Yeah, uh, I mean, that is the purpose of this podcast. And I know that's the purpose of your website. The purpose of my podcast was built specifically to try to encourage men that feel like they're not. Uh, equipped in certain areas to be able to deal 
with the things that they're not equipped with. Like example, uh, last week was, was me essentially talking about how I grew up. You know, I, I had a mother and I had a father, but my mom worked like 70 hours a week and my dad was never present because he's a, he's a drug addict and an alcoholic. So, you know, he was, he was, he was there, but he wasn't ever really there. Okay. And, and, and I felt so ill-equipped growing up, uh, you know, with raising my own kids now and knowing how to actually be a good father that last week, that was just something we kind of sat down and uh, Linnell Green from another website interviewed me and asked me simple questions that kind of made me almost to the point where I was literally like on the edge of, of tears, but he didn't get me. He didn't Oprah. So <laughs> that's good. Um, well, I guess I'm glad for you. Um, and actually, it sounds like a really good idea. What's the name of the podcast, by the way? The name of the podcast is actually Unequipped. Okay. Just saying that, cool. you know, if you're not equipped, we're going to get you those tools. So I, I want to offer you the opportunity as we end to go ahead and plug your website. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> if you feel that there's something that may be missing from your life, if you're not sure what it is and you would like some help, we have loads of free tools on the website, free toolboxes that you can download, a free cheat sheet also for a good life. Go there. Of course, we also have courses and books and everything beyond that, whether it's financial, it's with, you know, physical to improve your body or it's to improve your relationships, your business. We have the tools to help you find what will make you happy and then to help you achieve it. So go to the Good Life Manifesto and I will see you there. All right. And I expect my free copy of that because I sent an email to get it today, too. So wait, you didn't receive it? Uh, I probably have. I just haven't looked at my email. Let's be honest. Because it's automatic. <laughs> that would have scared me. <laughs> it's probably there. Okay. Uh, if it isn't, though, for any reason, all right, give me your email. I'll make sure that uh, it was because it's done by MailChimp. So usually there are no bugs, but you never know. So give me your email and I'll set it up for you. Worst case scenario. All right. Will do. Awesome. You have a good one, man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So what's up everybody, this is Jeremy with Unequipped. I just wanted to come to you guys and kind of talk to you about what's been going on. Um, I've had a couple of guests and I really wanted to get like a real in-depth perspective of someone's problem with cell phone usage or a relationship that they had where it was a huge problem. And I seem to keep running into people who just have like vague generalizations of like problems that most people experience like you know someone using a cell phone on a date and it just it just didn't seem real um and I like the the two guys that I interviewed so I will probably share snippets of them but I'm gonna go ahead and just talk about my issue uh with cell phone usage in my marriage because I, I, I want this to be real I want to be able to interview people, but I also don't want to just give a vague perspective that no one's going to be able to relate to or to talk about or even be able to just, I don't know, I guess, find relatable. So I, I guess my phone has always been an issue for me. Technology in general has always been an issue for me. So I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of general story about me and my wife. We've been together for 13 years. 
we truly love each other. Um, we've had ups and downs like any marriage. It'll be, I'm sorry, actually it's been 14 years and it'll be 15 years coming up next year. But the, the phone thing became a huge issue probably about five years ago. So I've struggled with porn addiction my whole adult life. Um, you know, I started when I was really young and I've overcome so many other things. I've overcome alcoholism. I've overcome drug addiction. I've overcome, you know, just having a, a bad family home life growing up. But then I've had like this one area <clears throat> where I really just kind of struggled to even put a dent in it until <clears throat> about three years ago. I've struggled to even put a dent in it until about three years ago. Um, essentially, uh, I was at a, a youth camp. Um, so, so, you know, also I'm a devout Christian, so is my wife. Um, I was at a youth camp and my wife had, through the process of like going through things that she had access to, found out that I was still looking at pornography. Um, and for those that aren't devout Christians, this is the same as cheating for us. If my wife knows that I'm doing this and I know that I'm doing it and we both have the same perspective on it, which is that it's the same as cheating because you're lusting after a person that's not your wife. So my wife finds out and I'm basically put in a position where I just, I have to come clean. I have to, I have to tell her everything. So, you know, I tell her that, you know, five years ago, which would have been two years previous to this event that we're talking about, that, you know, I, I was clean for a while. I went like a year without it. But then we had this thing come up where my wife was pregnant with our son. So I guess it would be even longer than that. The timeline's probably a little messed up. But when my wife was pregnant with my son, she was very, very, very not herself. I don't want to call her mean. Uh, I will just say that some of her friends even said that she was mean to me at the time that she was pregnant with my son. So essentially, long story short, we went through a period where for three months, we'll just say that things weren't good. I wasn't getting any. <laughs> and... I really just got into a place where I, I let myself slip up and I just continued to allow myself to slip up. And it went on for about a year and a half uh, before my wife finally caught me, you know, and I was, I was really upset at myself. And, you know, the thing that people don't talk about when you have an addiction is, is the shame that comes along with it. They don't talk about how that shame honestly leads you to continue to put yourself in the same pattern because you feel ashamed, but there's nothing you can do with shame. You're just ashamed, and then you put yourself in this cycle where, like, I already messed up. You know, I can, I can, I can mess up again. It's not that big a deal. But, like, secretly, you know you're hurting yourself. You're hurting the person that you love. You're hurting your relationship. You're hurting your marriage. But you don't want to talk to that person about it because you don't want to have to admit that, you know, you did something that 
you're guilty of this thing that could ruin your marriage. And, you know, I almost did. I almost ruined my marriage. So I had to sit down and I had to, like, think to myself, like, you know, what am I willing to sacrifice to make sure that my marriage is the best that it can be? And the thing that I had to sacrifice the most of was my privacy. And it still causes issues to this day. I don't uh, look at porn anymore. I haven't in almost three and a half, four, almost four, four years. And I had to give up my freedom of having privacy. I gave my wife access to my phone and to all my tablet, computer, etc. via an app called Ever Accountable. Now, if you guys don't know what Ever Accountable is, it essentially is an app that records and monitors all your activity. And if you even type something remotely wrong or even in line with, that sounds like a pornographic term, it will literally send them an email or a text saying, you know, there's an alert from this account, so-and-so, and then they can go in and they can see everything that you've been doing. And I learned not just that I had to change my habits of looking at pornography, but also my habits of like the YouTube videos I watched and some of the Netflix stuff that I watched because it, it all was a trigger to pull me back into this thing that essentially was eating my marriage alive. Um, and I just, I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I, I sacrificed that. I gave it up. And the, the, the part that's the biggest issue now is not pornography. It's not even things that would make my wife uncomfortable in the sense that she feels like I'm lusting after other women. Now it's um, my time usage. Because when I'm not doing the things that need to be done, my wife can see my time usage. And I can make every excuse under the book, but like when you're not uh, fulfilling all of your obligations because of time, it doesn't matter um, to your wife if you have a good excuse. Like if she sees I play video games for seven hours a week, you know, her question is always, well, what did you do with that time that you could have been filling other time or, you know, that you could have been doing something else or doing something better or something productive. And you, you can't argue with a, it's not productive argument. Even if I were to tell my wife, and I have told her this, I have video games that literally play themselves and the app still counts the time and I'm not doing any other thing while that app is running, but work usually, or I'm on my lunch break, I'm not even using my phone at that time. It doesn't matter. She sees the time as wasted time. And it's hard. It's hard to argue with someone else's perspective of what they see as not getting everything that they need out of a marriage, even if you don't feel like what you're doing is interfering with those obligations being met. So I kind of feel like at times that it's been a blessing and a curse. You know, I, I've given up my, my freedom 
and I've gotten things in my marriage to be better, but it's also made things worse at times because it, it it's now being used for a purpose that it wasn't intended for, but also because part of what I told my wife at another time was that I would only play video games for a certain amount of time. And when I broke that promise, she lets me know. And I think the biggest problem in marriage for women is broken promises, not fulfilling obligations, bad communication. And I think that all those things start to come along as a result of life piling up on you and feeling as if though you have to be afraid of your wife or the circumstances or consequences of your actions could ruin this thing that you have and if you get to a point where you're not communication you're communicating your wife will even start to think that you know you don't love her or that something else is going on but really you just don't want to hurt this person that you love so much and you don't want something that might be the only great thing you've ever had in your life to end. But you have no communication to be able to show that because you're so terrified when you're walking on eggshells because of the past hurts and transgressions that you've shown towards a person that you can't even begin to really realize that you're the cause of the problem. So I guess the long version of this has been my conversation with you, but the short version is that one problem can lead to another. What started as an addiction to something can lead to you feeling as if, though, you can't ever disappoint this person because it could ruin your marriage, it could ruin your relationship. And I just want to be here to tell you guys to not be ashamed of the things that you have faults in. Shame doesn't help. It only builds up more walls. It makes you more restricted. It makes you communicate worse and worse, and it turns you into a bad person, a bad husband, a bad father. So that being said, I do recommend if you have these issues that I have that you use an app called Ever Accountable. It does help. It does hold you accountable. Um, Make sure that you, whatever boundaries you set up, you set them up in the beginning, that you communicate them with your wife and or your partner, and that you just, you talk about them so that it's not a confusing thing that pops up down the line and it doesn't cause more corrupt issues in your marriage. Well, I appreciate you guys listening, and there will be some extras with some of my people that I interviewed after this. Stay tuned. Some stuff's funny. Some of it is just a little, what's the term I'm looking for here? Not useful or helpful, but some of it's funny. This is Jeremy with Unequipped. You guys have a great day.